Hi, welcome back. It is the second hour of the 4 o'clock hour of the Pat Miller program. And uh, we are going to uh, have a little bit of fun today uh, as we go through the day. We've got some tough stuff going on. The hurricane, we'll talk about that. Uh, a president. Um, in fact, I want to ask, I've got... Uh, I've got my, my friend from 95.3 MNC, Casey Hendrickson, coming up uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, and I might just ask him, so is is the president, like, totally checking out or what? Because he he he, he called on Jack, Jackie Walorski is one of the, uh, them that got this through. Where's, where's Jackie? Jackie, she's supposed to be here. Sir, she's dead. Okay, she died in an auto accident. I mean, it was just, it's 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 sad to hear it. It's absolutely sad to hear it. Uh, anyway, let's talk about something better. Um, voices from Vietnam. Uh, Kayleen Reeser, who is an often guest and an often uh, author, is with us today. Kayleen, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. I, I can always tell if if I saw you in a restaurant today. I would think she must be heading to my program because you've always got your your uh, star. Uh, studded earrings, and you've got your American flag scarf, and, and you're usually carrying your book. Yep, I want people to know I'm a patriot. Yeah, and you are. You truly are. I am. Um, so this book is a little different because most of your other books were connected in and around some way with World War II. This is the first time that you have stepped over and walked into the Vietnam era. Now, all of your books you do by virtue of um, actual interviews mm-hmm. that you do. In fact, you've got, you've got 18 of them in here. 18 stories from male veterans, uh, including those who fought in the Tet Offensive, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they're here. Um, after writing the books that you wrote, the, the 11 books about World War II and everything about World War II, how different was this one? Did you find the people you were interviewing, did you find them to be different? It was very interesting to me after interviewing 260 World War II vets and then to um, be hearing stories. For instance, World War II vets would take uh, maybe two weeks to go across the ocean, wherever they were, right. in whichever ocean. And the these uh, Vietnam vets would say that they could be in Vietnam in 48 hours yeah. So because they were all flying. So that was one thing. It just really startled me. I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is really different. And it was only 25 years after, 20 to 25 years after World War II ended. So I just thought, wow, we really have progressed quite a bit in the ways of war. And, uh, but they were all still very young. So that was something that they had in common. They were often drafted, but some did enlist. So that was similar. And they did it for the same reasons. They were wanting to um, serve their country. And they didn't run away or evade the draft, which, you know, that was a lot different where we had. Yeah, the draft um, ended in 73. Yes, yes. That was different to have people who didn't want to go and actively got out of it. I didn't find that so much with World War II either. So, because patriotism was so high because of uh, Pearl Harbor. But um, there were um, a lot of branches that that I did cover, so Army, Marines, Navy, and Air Force, and they were uh, primarily Army. I I was kind of surprised it was a little harder for me to find Navy, for instance, than... From Vietnam. Yes.
Yes, yes, than, than I had with World War II. So that was different. But um, I, I learned a lot from them. And what I, I guess the biggest difference is that when I was interviewing these vets, that their stories were not over when they came home. Mm-hmm. For the World War II, um, it was basically they came home, they got married, they either went to college, went back to the farm, and um, you know, I just <laughs> that was it. How, how often did you hear this in talking to the World War II? You know, especially if you talked about if you talked to their sons or daughters or their wives, and they said he came home for World War II, it was over. He took off his uniform and put his blue jeans back on and went out into the field and started farming. It's like they just went out and they just picked up with life. Yes. These guys from Vietnam, this has been a tough road. It was very difficult. They were actually told, uh, many, many of the men told me that they were advised, maybe even warned, not to wear their uniforms on the planes. They were told to get civilian clothing, civvies, and have those and wear those as they were traveling because there were people in airports um, being very abusive verbally and uh, some cases physically. So this book is Voices from Vietnam, Stories of War. This is book number 12 in your series, which is amazing to me. Um, But... um, when when they came home, we had, look. We had people that came home from World War II, and you, you've seen some of them that they might still have a, a leg missing or an arm missing or you know, something that they had lost or was taken from them. Um, when these people got home from Vietnam, um, they had wounds that were far more internal. I'm, and I'm not to say some of them didn't get shot and lose arms and legs. We know they did, but they had internal wounds. Um, that for some of them wouldn't flare up until years later, mm-hmm. and I don't think we understood that. And I don't. And when it, when it happened to them, I don't know that they understood what was going on. With Agent Orange, I'm assuming is yeah. that what you're? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was a big shock. I mean, they nobody seemed to be aware at the time of the danger, and the guys told me it would come like a mist. And no, no protective gear like we have heard, you know, PPE, sure. um, all of that. Nothing was told to them to do. To do. Are, are, are some of them still angry at their commanders? Still angry at the army? Or still angry at the country? I mean, I do know of some who are having very serious health problems. And, you know, their families are angry, too. Yeah. But there is hardly anything they can do about it. And the ones I know of are fairly resolved, and they're just trying to get through as well as they can. Yeah. Um, I, I need to slip away for a quick break here. We're going to do that. We're going to come back and talk to Kayleen, if I can convince her to hang on here. So, you know, you get go through a 15-minute interview with me, you're pretty much done. You're like, I've done my time here. No, but she and I are going to talk about some more. There's a few more things I want to ask. You can find this book, and you can find it right now at Amazon.com, Voices from Vietnam. When we're done, I'm going to have Heather, sometime between now and the end of the program, get this interview up uh, on my site uh, at wobo.com, and that way you can click on it and find it and all that. But it's Voices from Vietnam. Just find the book and order it. Amazon will have it to you real quick. They'll come by your place on their way to my house. We'll be back straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Wobo 1190 AM 107.5 FM.
Hey, welcome back. I'm sitting here chewing the fat with our author guest uh, off the air because that's that's what I do. Uh, but we're sitting here uh, with her, with Kayleen Reeser, who's from Bluffton, but she spends as much time in Fort Wayne and in my studio as anything else she does because she's always writing books. Um, now, in here, I'm going to find these these 18 stories, and you were just talking to me about one that's different from a lot of the others. It's not a story of bombs and guns and carrying your friends out of the jungle, but you're talking to me about a young, and I mean young, seven, eight-year-old little person, uh, and they came into an he came into an encampment of some soldiers tell me about that story sure i i want to mention it because there's i think uh, a thought that all of these stories are just going to be about you know people being injured and fighting and killing but there was a lot more to what some of the uh, experiences were that the soldiers faced. There was one unit who, f- one day, a seven, well, they didn't even know how old he was, a very small child walked into their encampment, and they were uh, pretty surprised. He appeared to be by himself. Of course, he didn't speak English. Um, he was challenged in growth. He was considered a, uh, a little person, and they just fed him. Him, took him in, loved him, um, gave him medical treatment. He, they thought that his village had been attacked and everybody killed except for him. He somehow escaped. So they took him in. He was then part of the baby lift from uh, Saigon to the United States. He was eventually, I shouldn't even tell the end of it, <laughs> he was eventually adopted and there was a happy ending actually at a military reunion. Really? So it was very exciting for this veteran to, to, for me to include this story of this veteran because it was so different from, for instance, the Tet Offensive and and men being injured in battle, which is all part of what happened there. But you know, there just were different types of experiences. Well, he he was one cute kid. Uh, she always has pictures in here of the veterans that she's talking with, and sometimes she'll have pictures of them in action of doing what it was that they were doing. Well, here we've got uh, we've got uh, the gentleman who's the head of this particular chapter that she spoke with, uh, Special f- Fifth Class Randy Harnish, and Randy is sitting here holding this young kid. Just a cute kid, um, at seven or eight years of age, uh, but a small person, a little person, and so he he made it back here. He came back in during the uh, during the baby airlift. Is that what happened? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so he got here, and he ended up getting uh, adopted. Mm-hmm. How, how terrific is that? Yeah, it's a tearjerker, really. Yeah. I, yeah so I'm gonna, I'm, Kim, uh, get ready to hold me tonight because I'm probably gonna read this before I come home. So I'll probably be a mess. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, this is a terrific book. All your books are so terrific, uh, and and they're, they're, they always have a, a beautiful cover on them. Uh, who does your covers? Um, I have a man named Rob Williams. His company is ilovemycover.com. Really? And I always ask, I, I 
never tell him for sure what I want, but I always say I want the American flag on there in some way. And then at the bottom of this picture, I sent him a photo that is from one of the vets in the book named Rod Mahler. And again, that was another thing. I wasn't used to veterans being able to have cameras. (laughs) They were able to have uh, be able to take pictures. The World War II vets weren't supposed to. Um, And then on the back cover, he has one as well. And so those are that was one thing that uh, Rob was able to implement with the front cover, which shows some helicopters and men that they are dropping probably for search and destroy missions. Right. Um, Somewhere near the figure of two men, two million seven hundred thousand men and women served over there in Vietnam. And this is a great honor to them. Um, One of the reasons I'm really glad that they're finishing up the Fort Wayne Airport and getting that done Mm -hmm. is so that next year, when the honor flights are almost completely Vietnam-centric, there'll still be some Korean in there because they haven't been able to go yet. But if you've got 84 veterans on a flight, probably at least 70 of them will be Vietnam veterans. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait... I almost don't want to go on the trip myself because I want to be one of the first ones in the airport. I do that sometimes when they get home just to see their faces light up. We can give them the welcome home that some of them, Kayleen, never got. Yes. They never got them. No, no parades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't like the ticker tape stuff in New York and, you know, the soldier bending the girl over in Times Square and giving her the big kiss. No, this was, you know, people were mad about the war and because of how we left. And so they got mad at Nixon. You know, they got mad at Johnson that he was never able to end the stupid thing. And then Nixon bailed us out of Vietnam. And in fact, some of our guys were shocked. That they were leaving as early as they were. Yes. In fact, I saw where Harnish was released, mm-hmm. like uh, an earlier deportation mm-hmm. than what he had thought. Some of them did get that. Yeah. Um, and and but yet, these people. If you're listening to me right now and you served in Vietnam, thank you so much for your service. It Amen. Is, yes. It is amazing what you did. Yes. Kayleen, thank you. Um, I now what I need is I need you to start trying to write books of talk show hosts that have survived. What whatever it is that goes on, survive their producers. Well, you will be on the cover. I will. It's going to be a very broad <laughs> book, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Uh, Voices from Vietnam. Get online right now. Get, get, get on that line right now. Okay, t- go ahead. Oh, and I just wanted to mention that we're going to have two book launches. Oh yes book launch events for the book where some of the vets will be at each one. We're going to have one in Bluffton on Saturday, October 22nd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Wells County Public Library. That's right in Bluffton. Okay. And then we're going to have another one at the Downtown Public Library here in Fort Wayne on Saturday, November 12th. From two to four p.m. Okay. and that's the downtown branch. Okay, yeah, and, and and that's the branch that on on I think two of your previous ones. That's where I've seen you. Yes, and and, and that was there. Uh, don't be surprised if I show up at both of them. But October the twenty second from eleven to one. That's at Wells County down in Bluffton, and November the twelfth from two to four. That's at the downtown Allen County Public Library right here in Fort Wayne. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, appreciate you being here. And we're going to be back straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on WOMO 1190 AM 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.